0: If you lay the groundworks in everything you do, you say what you mean and you mean what you say, and it's not always popular, but they at least know that they can trust what you're saying. There's a sh- tremendous value to that, way more valuable than being liked. I'd much rather be respected or believed than liked.
1: Thanks to ZocDoc for supporting Don't Keep Your Day Job. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who accept your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or video chat. Go to ZocDoc.com dreamjob and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Hey guys, it's Kathy Heller, welcome back the podcast. I'm so excited about today's episode. Bethany Frankel is here. It was so much fun to talk to her. I was talking to my stepmom and I was like, oh, Bethany Frankel is going to the podcast today. She's like, what? Why didn't you tell me? I'm like, oh my gosh, we've had Deepak Chopra. We've had Matthew McConaughey, but Bethany Frankel. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. For some people, there's just those people who are like, that's their thing, you know? And it was really cool to chat with Bethany. So I'm excited to dive in. Before we get to that, I want to let you know that there's just a few more days to get in on the presale to my 12-week immersive program called Abundant Ever After. And let's face it, we want to be abundant and we want to be abundant forever and ever. Period. Full stop. That's it. And I have now coached thousands and thousands and thousands of women. And I see where we get stuck, right? We don't attract what we want. We attract what we are. We don't get what we want. We get what we are. And when we're not connected to the truth of who we really are, what we really are, we're like caught in this web of this limiting paradigm. We can't access this unbelievably mystical, miraculous thing called our life. And this is why People have had so much to say about meditation and understanding the subconscious and understanding how to actually be intentional and stop living Groundhog Day. And the money is there, right? You didn't create the market. The market exists. There's money everywhere. There's literally money all around us. And money is a resource, just like oxygen, just like water. And there's tons of it. And being abundant is not just about having plenty of money. It's about having a sense of plenty about everything in your life. And this program will completely change your relationship to abundance in all areas of your life. Right now, we're doing a pre-sale for the next few days. It's $500 off and you are going to hear me Talk about this program in a couple of weeks when the presale is over. And some of you are going to say, Oh, I wish I would have gotten in during the presale because I would have saved the $500 and I would have gotten to spend those 12 weeks with Kathy and get inside of this incredible experience. So if you want to join, go to slash join. We'd love to have you. Also, I'm going to be doing a three day free workshop in a couple of weeks. It's called Most Abundant Year. And if you want to get a little sample, of what this program is like, and you're not quite ready to buy, but you're like, ooh, I want the free one, you can join at kathyheller.com slash abundance, and you can sign up to be a part of this free workshop, which is going to be fire. I will be with you live for a few days in a row, and you're going to love it. You're going to learn a ton, and you're going to enjoy yourself, so you can meet me there. kathyheller.com slash abundance. All right. Well, I am so excited because the one and only Bethany Frankel is here. She's a self-made entrepreneur, TV producer, New York Times bestselling author, investor, philanthropist. Oh my God. She's done so much good with her philanthropy and she's a great speaker. You might know her as one of the stars of The Real Housewives of New York City or as the founder and CEO of the Skinny Girl brand, which has become a global lifestyle empire. She's also had her own spin-off shows, a competition show, a talk show, and she's been a guest shark on Shark Tank. Some of her New York Times bestselling books include Skinny Dipping, A Place of Yes, Naturally Thin, The Skinny Girl, Dish. And she has a new book that just came out. It's called Business is Personal, the truth about what it takes to be successful while staying true to yourself. It's filled with anecdotes and stories and in-depth advice on what it takes to be a successful entrepreneur who stays true to their core values, how to deal with challenges and what it means to have balance. There's so many gems packed in these pages. So definitely... Go get your copy also check out Bethany 's podcast just be with Bethany Frankel, where she shares her unapologetic takes, stories and conversation with guests like Chelsea Handler, Maria Shriver, Mark Cuban, and Gary Vaynerchuk about anything from investing relationships, fame, parenting, and so much more and if that wasn't enough, Bethany also founded Be strong and I want to take a second to tell you about it it 's a worldwide disaster initiative that has worked in partnership with Global Empowerment Mission to raise more than twenty five million in aid, twelve million dollars in donations. And currently, they're working hard to bring aid to Ukrainian refugees. It is really incredible. I highly recommend you check it out. My family has given money to this because we really trust what she's been doing with this money. And it's just so inspiring to see it. It's refreshing, to say the least, to be in the presence of someone like her who is unapologetically their authentic self. She doesn't care if people don't like her because this is who she is. And it's not going to keep her from standing out and for standing up for what she believes in. She's painting a beautiful possibility of how women can be leaders, which includes not hiding and not people pleasing and not tolerating those things that limit us from reaching that higher branch. And I cannot wait for you to hear this. So without further ado, please welcome the phenomenal Bethany Frankel.
2: I'm so glad you're here. Bethany, thank thank you for coming on. Thank you. So we're going to talk about this book. Before we do, I feel like just in case people don't know sort of the inflection points of your journey and how you went from being like a cute kid who then wound up becoming a mogul, building an empire, personality, like I don't know sometimes that people know how it happens. They just see that it happened. And so before we get into the book, which I think you have such a handle on what it means to build an empire. I think it might be cool to take them behind the scenes of you before we knew you. And like, what were some of those turning points that got you to where you are?
0: I would say it's like running a marathon. It's mile by mile, building, layering. I would say it's just one step at a time. Certainly going on reality television, I suppose the first time it was Fool's Gold. It didn't lead to anything when I was on The Apprentice. It really didn't. But I guess it led to me feeling that I had an entry point into the entertainment industry and something to sort of build upon. But it wasn't, in retrospect, that doesn't feel like a critical moment. Um, Doing The Housewives, but not just doing The Housewives, being very honest about being flawed and my journey, even at that point, and being uncertain was something that people connected to. So that was surprising to me. And yep. certainly creating a cocktail, not as much as the credibility of being the first person, certainly on reality television and really most entertainment to take, to, to monetize a product that you've integrated into television. I was pretty much the first person to do that. So to turn that and to be in the Hollywood reporter and on the cover of Forbes magazine and for me to run into literally Charlie Sheen's manager and Justin Timberlake's people and major people and have their representatives say, everyone's saying to me, we want a Bethany Frankel deal. We want a skinny girl deal. So that was credibility. That was what, but that was the plan too. It was, it gave me street cred. And I had turned a brand in a very short period of time as a person who is unexpected to do that. So I think that that was definitely disruptive.
2: Yeah, 100% it was disruptive. And I think what's also unique about you is just how lovable and likable you are, because there are people who are just boss women, right? But with you, I think people just adore you and really appreciate how smart you are. But there's like a lovability about you. I think because you are so real, there's a vulnerability to that, which is very powerful. And so- that's huge. And that's been a huge imprint you've made in the world. I think one of my questions for you, because so many millions of women now ask me, sort of like, well, how do I go from here to there? And when I'm dealing with them and asking them what's in their way, there's so much resistance, right? And I've read a little bit about your childhood, and it wasn't like the worst childhood I've ever read about, but it also wasn't the easiest thing I've ever read about. And so I'm just curious, like, For people who are listening right now, they're driving to work or they're on the treadmill or whatever, and they feel like what they desire is a million miles away, what do you think allowed you to become a vibrational match for what it is that you created?
0: Because I have always been the same way as I am now. I'm always pushing through while like, it's sort of like when you see people at the gym, there's that big puffy mat that that trainer's holding or just pushing against them. And I'm always like looking at that person, just being like, get out of my way. And so I think that (laughs) I've always been like that. And I just think that women can, and people can be stuck and talk and, you know, I don't like small talk. I just don't like like the pleasantries. I don't go to cocktail parties. I don't want to like do, right. I don't care about the weather. I just want to <laughs> talk, like I want to do it or I don't want to do it. And so, you know, I go through this with people I work with and we can, and we're not going to, and we don't, and I'm just like, let's get that part out of the way. Let's just go. Because it might, if, if something doesn't happen, like, okay, then it's not gonna, We'll find that out when we get there. For something's going to get spilled in the car, we're going to hit something. Like it's going to happen. Like, let's just get in the car. So I'm just that person that has always been like, all right, I'm gonna go get that. And then if I don't get it, like, you know, I'm gonna, get, I'm gonna be on The uh, the Apprentice, I'm gonna be on The Apprentice and I'm there sequestered in a hotel and it's lonely and I'm broke and I want it and it's a week and I become the runner up in that experience and then I don't get it. While well, I pushed it all the way, I was super bummed for a couple of days, Then I picked myself up and started reaching out to them again. And then they put me on the Martha Stewart apprentice. And I went through that same grueling experience. And it's just sort of like, you're just going through. And I want to tell you something, nobody does that. And it's not what Kim Kardashian said about get up off your ass and nobody works hard. Because people do work hard. People are working at jobs and three jobs and all that. It's not that. It's it's the push. It's the resilience. It's not that you are working. It's the way that you're working. It's the way that you're approaching. It's the not thinking about all the things that won't happen and yes. why it can't happen because that is something that will pull you back and pull you down. It's that energy. If Michael Phelps was looking to the left and to the right and thinking about all the wrong things, he wouldn't get to that wall before everybody else.
2: I love that distinction. It's not about working hard and that's really generous of you to acknowledge that there's tons of people listening to the show who works super hard, but the distinction is that grittiness, that resilience. It's the plow through,
0: but it's not be annoying and it's not be the squeaky wheel, it's not badgering, it's finessing it and playing chess and pulling back when it doesn't work and going forward and going to the left and going to the right and like massaging and figuring out how to get in, whatever that means. And if you know that that distance that other point, but you don't know how to get like, you see the island, but you don't know how to get there. But you know that if you got there, that whatever that idea is, or that thing is, is good, then you got to just figure out a way to get there. And yes, Yes. no one's going to tell you how to do it either. Because nobody knows it's your own path. And it's not the same as anyone else's.
2: Let's talk about that island for a second. Because part of the reason I started the show, we've done 600 and something episodes is to show people the island. Because I think that we reach for the highest branch we can see. And for some people, they're so stuck in limitation. They're so stuck in like, well, my mom was this and the guy up the street, did, you know, he worked in advertising. I guess that's the best I could ever do is work in app. Like that's all that's modeled for them. How did you like start to see how much abundance and how much expansion and how much possibility actually is real and does exist?
0: Well, you know, I didn't have a mentor. I did. I, when I say the island, like it's not that far, meaning I don't, I didn't say I want to be Oprah Winfrey or I want to be a billionaire or, you know, these aren't these like grandiose things that are too far. That's why I said it was like a marathon. It's more the way that like Tom Hanks was on that movie where he was stuck on that Island where he did one thing at a time. He made an ice skate, into a dental tool to get his tooth out. And then the next day he did this. And the <laughs> next, like you're sort of building, but you set small goals. So it's chess and checkers. The the small goals is the checkers. The chessboard is that like, you're kind of fantasizing and dreaming about these things that could be not obsessing over them because then you'd be like, I'm not going to really, you know, be that big dream that seems too big, but they're just like sort of like fantasies that you're kind of making a reality. It's almost like dreamlike. When I was on The Housewives, in my periphery, I just knew I was getting a spinoff. There wasn't a spin-off yet on Bravo. I love that. I just knew it was happening, and I don't know why, and I just thought it, but it wasn't like a goal. It just was a thing there that you sort of made happen. You kind of secreted it, and it just was like, it was there. It's not the pr- pressure of something unrealistic, but doing well and connecting and, and being good at that and putting my all into it, that was... attainable goal and then you take on the next thing.
2: It's so huge what you just said because 96% of our brain is our subconscious and all these beliefs people hear all day long they're not facts but they replay them and in your mind there was like this I just kind of knew that this was the next thing and so for people who are going to read this book that's going to come out next and for people who've been watching you how do they change that radio station in their mind So they can actually hear something that's true versus the limiting garbage that gets replayed over and over.
0: Well, there's a lot of noise and you have to be calm and relax and meditate or do yoga or take a bath or take a walk or rest or whatever that thing is, because you can't, the best ideas come between sleep and wake for me. And the best ideas happen when it's like not so crowded in your brain. So you need to allow for that space to happen. But you know, like when I wrote naturally thin, I was just a woman who understood what food noise was and knew that this had to be something plaguing other people. And it wasn't about losing a lot of weight. It was just about this this insane dialogue that people were having. I'm bad. I'm good. I'll be good tomorrow. Mm -hmm. I need to be on a diet. I'm Mm -hmm. fat. And so I just understood that. And people said, you should go be a nutritionist and you should be a this. And I said, I don't want to be that. I want to be just a person who wrote this book. And I was met with a lot of resistance because everyone said I had to be 12 pounds in four days. It was long before now a yoga meditation world. It was more about like 12 pounds in four days and being rigid. But I could see that like, that's not the way that people wanted to have a conversation about food and people could get a better relationship with it, but it didn't exist yet. And and I was a natural food chef 20 years before it existed as a popular thing. Same th- thing though was with the podcast. I've never listened to a podcast to this day. I just had this feeling that someone needed to be talking about business in a non-traditional way and just be unafraid. And that a woman needed to have that, yep. my version of that, like Howard Stern, Dave and unapologetic perspective that just needed to be, there's no woman who yep. wasn't afraid. And so it's just something in your periphery. It's not You don't even know. And it's not like I'm going to be, because you'll make it your own recipe. You just know that you just sort of feel like you're going in that direction. You're floating in that direction. So you shouldn't be so strict with yourself to know. You just sort of have a general idea of where direction you're going in. And then you can shift. It shouldn't be so, so stuck and so rigid.
2: Yeah. Well, it's a good segue into the title of this book because you were just talking about like That there wasn't necessarily like you had seen in this food space or in the podcasting space, a woman who had the, just the, the boldness to just tell the truth. And in the title of the book, you say, business is personal, the truth about what it takes to be successful while staying true to yourself. And one of the biggest things that comes up for this audience is wanting to be liked is I would start a business. I would start a podcast, but what if it's not good enough or what will they say about me? And as a person who's been in the public eye for such a long time. How have you been able to sort of disconnect from what other people think so that you can stay true to yourself?
0: To stay true to yourself is just so freeing because you just always know exactly what to do. And right by that's the way, true. <laughs> it, 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 it has its uh, drawbacks. Yesterday, I was doing an interview like this for much longer and I had a really bad, wretched morning right up to the minute. I was going to be late and it was just, it was a bad morning. Ugh hit sideways and I was not myself and I was off and I was trying and I was a little contentious. I was just a little, just uptight. I just wasn't myself. My publicist noticed that I felt it. I was angry inside. I was hostile. Not like I was like a beauty, but I just was a little hostile. And afterwards I asked, I asked Jill for the the email of the person to say, sorry, I had had a morning and the problem with being authentic is that I, I didn't like doing a daytime talk show because I can't be cheery Every goddamn day. It's not yeah, that's true. It's not <laughs> Ellen DeGeneres has made it look so easy. You think the woman hasn't had a bad day in 10 years that she every day has to be cheery to everybody? Like, that's Absolutely. hard. So it's got, it's liberating because you always are who you are, but it's, it's challenging because you always are who you are. So, you know, but you find your niche within that. First of all, not everybody's likable. And not everybody's likable on television and in a podcast. That doesn't mean it's something you decide to do or a product isn't going to be likable. And also, you know, if you're staying true, like, look, Martha Stewart's not charismatic or funny, but she's always been (laughs) authentically dry and cold in her delivery of these recipes. So people came to realize that's just her delivery and that's who she is. So it's, it doesn't mean that it's likable. It just means that it's who she is. So people feel some sort of safety in that, you know, she's not all of a sudden you know, getting blonde extensions, putting acrylics on and, and making souffle. So people feel comfort in just like relying on who somebody actually is. That's one thing. And with me, I don't know that everybody thinks I'm lovable. I think maybe some people do. I also think I'm polarizing and people love me and hate me, but they believe me. <laughs> they don't, no one thinks I'm lying unless they just have, or just really have something against me. But like no one would ever say that I was lucky Or that I'm lying. Like those are not things that are said about me. So I have my thing that I adhere to. That's why I don't mind saying something unpopular on a podcast because I feel it. I want to say it. And I had to make that choice because I can't do a watered down podcast. I had to do it the way that I had to do it.
2: Yeah. And that's what I mean. I think that you are polarizing it. That's true. But the people who love you, it's just, they love you. No one's ever like par of that's like a kosher word, but it's like, no one's neutral about you. It's either they're like obsessed or it's like, oh, she's not my thing. But most of the people I know are really into you because of that refreshing, authentic, like here I am. And I feel like the women that I talk to every single day have been raised to be pleasers.
0: I have to say something. So, yesterday, so this is two things. Yesterday, and there's a guy that I really like that I do business with who's great. And years ago, if he worked on this deal, we agreed to, that he would get a commission. And he literally doesn't really do anything at all for the deal. And yesterday morning, I said, This is me, be- instead of going in a circle and telling the other person, I said to him, This is me being transparent. You are not doing anything. Like, so <laughs> if we're doing charity, like, I'm, you know, for me to pay you, and this is a powerful person, I don't know if I feel comfortable paying you when you're not actually doing something. So let's discuss that. Like, and it was jarring because, but the one thing I know about that person is, which is something that this person has said about two other people about me, she's tough, but she's fair. Like that person doesn't think I'm going to lie to them about a business deal. Or if I were buying a real estate, if I'm doing a real estate transaction, they may be like, she's such a, but they will not think I'm not telling the truth. Yeah. And this is going on with these beauty reviews. I'll literally be on TikTok and I'm like, this is not worth $56, but and just face value, the number one comment is we don't need an explanation because they just don't, they just believe that what I'm telling them is the truth. So for the women listening, if you lay the groundworks and in everything you do, you say what you mean and you mean what you say, and it's not always popular, but they at least know that they can trust what you're saying. There's a sh- tremendous value to that way more valuable than being liked. I'd much rather be respected or believed than liked.
2: And I, by the way, I think this is part of why you have attracted so many people into your world, because I think I look at you and it's not a look at me. It's a come with me. Because if a man were to say anything, like you just said, like, I don't like this lipstick or you're not doing anything. That's just called being direct. Like if Mark yeah. Cuban or Howard Schultz looked yeah. at somebody and said that, so what with you? It's like, Oh, Bethany Frankel. She's this. It's like, when I'm so sick of seeing these women and I'm like, I get you're sweet. I get you can be caring. You're also a boss. Put your freaking crown on, like stand up. And then what do you do? You help all these other women come out of the shadows. And that's why I think I said that to you earlier. That is, that's your biggest legacy. And whether you know it or not, you probably do know it. That I think is what people really take away from you. Is this like, I'm going to actually have a self. And but it's hard it as a woman, myself
0: included, to be direct without actually being a bitch. And I don't mean being labeled as a bitch. Like, we just get to that point and we are a bit, we can be emotional. So we'll just <laughs> right, like, that's um true. I don't think that's a good idea. Like, the passag, men do it, but not as much. Because the men have the confidence to just that's say it. it. They haven't, like, gotten emotional about it because they're not worried about saying it and afraid about saying it. That's so it just it. comes out in this big way, which I definitely have experience with. That's um, it. So we have to work on our delivery because we have to be confident in what we're saying. Well, And yesterday I wasn't bitchy. I just said, listen, I, I don't feel comfortable paying you. So you're not doing anything. Like yeah. I, we have to talk. Yeah. But rather than tell four other people, which is what everybody does and gossip about it, I go directly to the person. It's frightening, but I do it.
1: I love this conversation so much. Before we keep going, I just want to thank our sponsor. I know that finding a doctor who's the right fit for you can be so tedious and then trying to book an appointment with them is a whole other story. Usually this cues the questions of will they take my insurance? Will they understand my needs? Are they even available? With ZocDoc, the answer can be refreshingly pain free. Yes. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient reviewed, take your insurance and are available when you need them. You can read up on local doctors and get verified patient reviews to see what other real humans have to say about their visits. So when you walk into the doctor's office, You're confident that you're seeing someone in your network who gets you. The process is so easy. Just go to zocdoc.com, choose a time slot, and whether you want to see the doctor in person or do a video visit. And just like that, you're booked. Taking care of your health is so important. So I love that Zocdoc is making it pain free to find the right doctor for you and book an appointment that works for your schedule. It's no wonder that every month, millions of people use ZocDoc. In this chaotic world of healthcare, let ZocDoc be your trusted guide to find a quality doctor. With ZocDoc, you can get your docs in a row. Now is the time to prioritize your health. Go to ZocDoc.com slash dreamjob and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's dot com slash dreamjob, ZocDoc.com slash dreamjob.
2: So as far as this book, what is the thing, if you could boil it down, that you want people to walk away with after they read it? Like, what do you want them to start to do or think about differently, et cetera?
0: Well, there's a fearlessness to the stories and the anecdotes in the book. There's uh, the way that I write all my books is prescriptive. And so it's, you know, a person who's a mogul. It makes $100 million a year would totally relate to the stories and learn something because every entrepreneur can learn from another entrepreneur. It happens every day on right. my podcast. You learn. Yep. So, but then um, a woman who's a, literally a housewife and wants to do something, rise in a career, get a job, cha- make a change can also, it's, it's, it's not dumbed up or down, it's just straight up and it's relatable to a mogul. Or a mom. And that's a that's true. Uh, it's just the way that I write. I'm not like fluffy and I don't wax poetic. I just sort of I'm like, right. this is what it is and this is what <laughs> it's not. And <laughs> these are rules. Like, you know, and so they're just rules that people carry around as a toolkit. And then I'll just tell a story that happened to me about the fearlessness of five minutes before going on HSN with swimwear when it sucked, having the courage to say, I'm not doing this, and giving the reason all the reasons why because all you're right, my your stomach. Brand. And, and I have a partner and it's going to cost me a lawsuit and $50,000 minimum. And, but it's, I'm not selling to these people who believe me because later when I want to sell them that lip gloss is shitty, they're not going to believe me for you. if I lied when I send them those shitty bathing suits. So right. you have to stick to the program at all times and it's not always easy. So there are so many stories in there about things that went down that, you know, Same concept, you know, HSM wanting the name to be skinny girl, me saying we are now going to cross the line because this is now bathing suits. So salad dressings is lower in calorie. And I recently more because everybody's uh, wants to cancel everybody. I'm getting more flack because of lower calorie. But for food, I have zero problem. I think it's an amazing name. When we got into jeans, it's a reach. And now it breaks if we go into swim. So I had to have the unpopular discussion about wanting it to be Bethany. It's a woman. It's elegant. They're coming out now and they're unbelievable. So I'm so happy for that whole story to have a full circle. And then also just facing the music, facing that it's a decade later than when I named Skinny Girl, which was just one product, and having to discuss that and be honest about your choices and decisions. So the book is about the navigation. And it's basically like you could tell somebody, you could work out one one interesting riddle or game but learn skills to work out another riddle or game it doesn't mean you don't have a swimwear line you don't have a brand called skinny girl but you have another problem that this is going to remind you about or something's going to come up and then you're going to say wow bethany use that tool or when bethany says don't connect the dots why am i telling this person everything i'll tell them what they need to know and nothing more because connecting the dots is the most popular thing to do and the worst thing to do in business ever and in personal too I literally don't want to tell someone what I ate for
2: lunch. Well, we're going to wrap up in a couple minutes. I want to ask you though, because I, I hear it all the time and it just drives me crazy. This, I don't know what it is. It's a phenomenon. It's called imposter syndrome. And every second women are telling me why, like they have this idea for a book or they have this idea for something for Etsy or whatever it is, but it's not really good enough. It's not, And so they just sit on it and sit on it and sit on it. What do you say to somebody who's in that place for too long?
0: But that's being constipated. Like, that's just being stuck <laughs> And you, you need to make the mistakes when the stakes are lower. Later on, there are going to be, mm. you know, now I can't make the same mistakes I could make years ago. But I made so many mistakes. And it's case law that I now refer to, which is exactly what Business is Personal is. It's case law for people to say, oh, my God, thank God, you know, she's telling us that because then I won't make that same mistake. I mean, that's what the book is effectively about. But imposter, like, I, you know, I've met a lot of business people. Most people aren't that smart. Most people aren't, you know, going to go as far as you are. So I wouldn't really worry about it. If you really know that you are a badass that is willing to work so hard and go all the way, most people aren't really willing to do that. It was extremely unpopular when Jeffrey Katz, it's extremely unpopular now that Jeffrey Katzenberg then said, if you don't come in on Saturday, don't bother coming in on Sunday. I think that was a delightful, beautiful thing to say, because to that's an entrepreneur and everybody's a pussy who acts like everything's about work-life balance now. No mogul who's come on my podcast has said they're worried about their work-life balance. We get it, we try to get it. I give it, try to give it to everybody ad nauseum because we're in a different time but for me the main entrepreneur me having a a, a really you know work life balance like the zone diet pro- proportions of work yeah. is both bull- and it's just not the way to be very successful because you just business is personal you love it you're passionate about it. you're thinking about it you can't help it it's an idea you're an 100%. idea hamster you're executing that's an entrepreneur
2: 100% and we have this guy Dean Butner here who's found these blue zones where people live into their hundreds and they don't retire. That's why they live a long time. Because when we're working, we're in service, we're in purpose, we're in desire. When you sit around and just drink a Mai Tai, you're bored, right? Your yeah. life force shuts down. So I don't even know where people came up with that. It has to be balanced here there. So it is amazing how much you have spinning, how much you have going. When you do enjoy yourself, what is your favorite thing to do?
0: Well, I mean, my daughter is my life. I mean, I enjoy just watching movies with her and doing acti- like activities with her, just going... For whatever holiday is coming up, it could be Groundhog's Day. Just it's always oh, it's okay. the, the G- G- Gingerbread University and the Hansons and Rockefeller Center every single year. Oh. And, you know, the bucket list in the summer, we make a bucket list and we every summer we go wakeboarding and multiple times we go surfing and we paddleboard. And by the end of the summer, we want to check all the boxes. And did we do this? We just make everything into everything. So with my daughter, it just gives me this amazing purpose, socially just food wise, experientially, just, that's just a great outlet. And then I have an obsession with organizing things, with fiddling with things, with fixing things, with improving spaces, with, you know, solutions in spaces and organization. It's, it's, it's like Marie Kondo is not as organized as I am.
2: Well, it's funny because I was in Greenwich, Connecticut, like a year and a half ago. And I looked at this house that I almost bought. And I was like, this house is amazing. And we have three daughters. It was a little small, but we like, the broker was adorable and I'm walking through and I'm like, who designed this house? And you had designed this house.
0: Oh, the one in uh, La France.
2: It was absolutely stunning. And I almost bought it. it.
0: That's so funny.
2: It was just a little too small because we have three kids, but it's absolutely, you are so talented. I was like, oh, the vibe for days you're a delight. Thank you for being so generous with your time. Where can they get the book and where can they follow you and where can they just absorb all of your beauty?
0: Well, business is personal is the book. So everywhere books are sold. So buy the book, you'll love it. And it'll be a Bible and a handbook and a toolkit, and you will be obsessed with it because business is personal. And whoever said anything otherwise is incorrect. And that's fake news. Um, <laughs> I am on Instagram and at Bethany Frankel. I am the Justin Bieber of the beauty space on TikTok at this time. So you be.
2: Bethany Frankel, I mean, you're just so cool. I'm so Thank glad you. that I got to hang with you. Thank you for being here.
0: Thank you. This was fun. This was great.
2: You're great. You're Thank so you. great. And just keep doing all the things and you should just live and be well. You're a rock star. Thank you, Thank you so you. much.
1: How awesome is Bethany? Truly, she's unstoppable. Okay, here are the takeaways. Number one, keep going through. It's the push, the resilience, the energy. It's not that you're working. It's the way you're working. Number two, No one knows the way to the island. You'll figure out your own path to get there. Number three, it's one small goal at a time. Number four, you don't have to be so strict and rigid. Have a general idea of what direction you're going and let yourself float there and make shifts along the way. Number five, not everyone is likable. You find your niche within who you are. Number six, people find safety and comfort in knowing who you authentically are. So say what you mean and mean what you say, even if it's polarizing and it's not popular. There's more value in being respected and believed than being liked. Number seven, business is personal because you love it. You're passionate about it. You can't help but think about the idea you're executing. That's being an entrepreneur. Thank you guys so much for being here. Thank you for listening. I know that you have so much going on. Uh, This past weekend was my daughter's preschool graduation. It was so cute. I was bawling my eyes out. I know that you guys are dealing with graduations and it's summer and you're kids are finishing school. There's just so much going on. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. We have so many good episodes coming up. So please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow on Spotify, wherever you're listening. And if you have something you want to ask me, you have a question about anything, about business, about any of the stuff that we talk about on the show, you can go ahead and leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then put your question inside the review and I'll share it, and I'll read it, and I'll answer you on the podcast. Or you can email me the question at hello at Heller.com and just put in the subject line question for podcast. Or you could even send me a voice memo, and I will play it on the show. That'd be fun. And right now, my question to you is, can you think of anybody else who would be so fired up about this podcast or about this episode today? If the answer is yes, then click the share button and text them the link or... Post the link and share it on your Instagram and tag me at Kathy.Heller and tag Bethany. She's at Bethany Frankel because she wants to see that this podcast resonated with you. And finally, if you want to be in Abundant Ever After and you are ready and you're like, I want to take Kathy's programs before. I'm telling you, this is the best program we've ever done. This program is 12 weeks. It's immersive. There's going to be so much time for you to sit with me live on Zoom. We're going to be going through this curriculum. Not to mention, there's so much extra stuff and goodies and videos for you to binge. There's just so much in it, and there's homework and there's meditations. It's literally something you are going to be sharing with all of your friends and family, and they're going to be seeing it. They're going to say, You look different. What'd you do? You're like, I'm in this program. It's changing the way I see the world, it's changing the way I feel. If you want to get in on the pre-sale that is still going on for the next few days, it expires at the end of this week, and you can join with $500 off at kathyheller.com slash join. In addition to that, or instead of that, however you want to do it, if you want to be a part of the free workshop I'm giving in two weeks, you can join that at kathyheller.com slash abundance. And that is a free workshop I'm doing called Most Abundant Year. And that's going to be super fun too. Also, for those of you who wanted to apply for my mastermind, that is the highest level thing that I offer. Uh, We are still taking applications. We have had over 300 people apply. We are only taking a couple handfuls of women and uh, it's going to be fierce. It's going to be six months of just really high vibe, elevated coaching and special in-person events just for them. If you want to apply to that, it's kathyheller.com slash mastermind. I love you so much. I'll leave you with a song of mine and I'll talk to you again on Thursday
3: girl. She's lighting up the world. She'll be a hologram to earn their love. People wait in line to see the way she shines. If she wasn't perfect, would it be enough? Now the sky She goes another Mona Lisa they all come to see her everybody's looking for a Ready set free. One two three. 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 Ready set free. One two.